our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Hey, I'm Sarah Bivens. And I'm Matthew Bivens. And this is the Doing It at Home podcast, the only podcast dedicated to empowering, loving, and honest conversations around home birth. What started as a fun way for us to document our own home birth journey has turned into a platform for sharing birth stories, resources, and education with the goal of empowering mamas and families to make the birth decisions that work best for them. Plus, we get into the antics, breakdowns, and breakthroughs of our own experience of marriage and parenthood. All right. You ready, babe? Yep. Let's do it, mama. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. We're so excited to have you here. Thank you. Thank you. This is Doing It at Home. This is the space for empowering stories, conversations, resources, information around home birth and home birth as a philosophy and a feeling and an energetic space beyond a physical location. So that is who we are. And we're so excited to be doing this whole thing, to be doing it at home, doing it at our home is where we record. And we're thrilled to be bringing it to you, your home or wherever you are. We're coming up on 300 episodes here, four years since the show has published, went live. It's just incredibly awesome. And so here we are on a special bonus day. We do not normally publish on Fridays, yet here we are. Really wanted to bring you this conversation and, you know, just sprinkle something extra for you because we are we are getting into that celebratory space of year four and Maya turns four next week as well. Maya and the show were both launched, <laughs> if you will, in the same week. So really cool and an easy way to remember both of them. So anyway, we have a special episode for you today. Real quick, before we get into that, make sure you are following us and subscribed and all the appropriate ways to be in touch and be in the know and connect further in the community. So follow us on Facebook, Doing It at Home, DIH Podcast is our Instagram handle, and we have our private Facebook group, which is filling up. I love hitting accept to your little requests that not little awesome requests that are coming through as more and more join the space there the private group to engage further we drop exclusive content in there go live share with other members and it's just a great way to have a dialogue back and forth that we are not able to have right now as I am talking into your ears. So to hear you back <laughs> in the form of comments and posts and things like that is just so great. So that is the Doing It At Home birth group on Facebook. And lastly, the swag, the Have Babies Where You Make Them shirt, Let's Talk Home Birth, Birth Junkie, all of that is available in our shop. Different styles, colors, sizes, and seasons are changing. So maybe you need to update if you had a short sleeve before and you need some longer sleeves now for those arms, get that or flip that around, you know, because there's a whole other hemisphere (laughs) that we are not in and it still blows my mind that the seasons change that way. Anyway, okay, today 
We have a repeat guest on the show, Deborah Pascali Bonaro, the creator of Orgasmic Birth and a friend to doing it at home. Such an incredible woman. We had her back on the in the on the show back in episode 90, so almost 3 years ago. And now here she is again and we are talking about sex after baby. And she walks us through her nine-step process of pleasures, ways to create better sex and intimacy. And we talk all about sexual energy as life energy that fuels us and feeds our creativity. We discuss our partner's roles in this process as well, and even how trauma can be addressed while working on this and cultivating a deeper sense of intimacy with ourselves and our partners. And make sure you check the show notes to this episode with a link to check out Deborah's class, Sex After Baby. So there's a specific link there for you from us to direct you in that way to her class and learn more about it and sign up because, ooh, it sounds so powerful and so amazing. And she gets into that a little bit more in the conversation as well and kind of sets some context for that. Without any further ado, our interview with Deborah. Hi, how are you? Um, awesome, Sarah. It's so great to be here with you. Thank you, thank you. Same. The you know you've been in the doing it at home space before. It has been a while now, though. It's hard to believe it's been that long, and yet time is kind of funny that way. But I'm just so grateful to have you back in our space and sharing with our family and our community because for me personally, you are a big figure and powerhouse in the birthing community and really about the the empowerment of the process and the experience with the element of addressing sexuality and sensuality. I feel like in a way that needs to be addressed and doesn't always get its due, you know, doesn't always get its time. So I am just very grateful for you and your time and how you have followed in in your gifts and your passions to create all that you have for for humanity. It's really wonderful. Aww. Thank you. I feel so blessed and honored to do that and to know that we've been together before and that we agree, right? Um, sexuality is a part of conceiving and birthing and essential aspects of who we are in our relationships going forward. So such a piece that does tend to get kind of talked about on the side or quietly or not at all. So thank you for making the space to bring that here to your audience and to us today. Yes. And so some of what we talked about in our conversation, our first conversation centered around orgasmic birth, the film of uh, the documentary and just the creation of that, the impetus for that. And then, you know, anything and everything around that. And in addition to that, which it's still out there, it's still very present. It's still very relevant. I really feel like as a, as a concept and everything that's in it is evergreen. You you're creating more, right? Because why not? Because you can. So as you iterate and as you evolve, you're creating more things. And so something recently that you've put out there is a book. And can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. And I have to say, you know, one, we're always creating, right? Creative energy is just flowing. And so it's so great to continue it on. But the reason I created my newest book, The Ultimate Guide to Sex After Babies, Secrets to Love and Intimacy, is that in working in this space of 
sexuality in birth and prepping people to bring more love, pleasure, and joy to birth, I really saw that the people that birthed in a way that they felt respected and they were honored and they brought these elements, they entered parenthood and had like often the best sex of their life came after because they would say, you know, my partner saw me in this raw way, like there was nothing left to hold back. And I learned so much about my body that I didn't know because I opened to every aspect that I brought that into my sexuality and like, whoa, like 50 shades of gray move aside. Like, yes. that came in like I would sit at home reading them or be in person and blushing going wow but sadly I had equally as many stories from people that didn't feel that their birth went the way they wanted that didn't get the respect they deserved that had challenges or that hadn't thought about birth in a way that was whole physical emotional spiritual sexual and so afterwards elements of themselves were either needing healing or were shut down and relationships struggled and I have to say I had even a pleasurable first birth, didn't know then how pleasurable it could be later on, but did okay, and yet still really struggled with postpartum sexuality to the fact that ultimately our relationship ended. And so this was the book that was, I wrote in a personal way. It's the book I wish I had when I was pregnant with my first baby and could have made different choices in birth and postpartum. But I feel like it's the book that everybody needs and no one's talking about. So it just felt like a natural that had to come out. I had too many stories that I didn't see anywhere else to tell them. So I thought, okay, Let's capture them and capture that wisdom and let's start talking about it because this is essential for all of us. Yes. Oh, and I just love how the inspiration around it, you know, what I wish I had. I feel like those are some of the most impactful, whether they be, you know, projects or products even, you know, it's when we see it or feel it in our own lives. And then we see the opportunity to change it or to improve it or to heal it. And so then we create it in essence to heal a little bit of ourselves. And then, I mean, then the impact and the ripples are exponential. I feel like as a result of that, cause it's coming from such a purely intentioned place, you know, cause you had that connection to what that experience was like. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's really powerful because, you know, when we don't talk about things, right, which was what happened to me. I mean, I even use the analogy in the book. I felt like that my husband and I at the time, like set sail on two different ships and we never had the skills to communicate or chart a course that would end up at the same destination. We just assumed that, okay, we're going to have this gap and life change for both of us and we'll end up somehow back there. But you never go backwards in life. So we were setting sail further and further apart. Mm-hmm. And 
no one kind of communicated that this happens and how do you get back on course and what were the skills that would have helped us even in pregnancy, right? We focus so much on the birth and that's important, but we don't always take the time to think about what will life with the baby be like and how will we navigate that together each in our own ways, but also in a relationship. Yeah. And so is that what some of the book breaks down some of those skills and those tools and the things that maybe at different points of time, different points in time, you know, you can prevent that being so far on other ends of the earth, you know, in different oceans, you know, you can kind of navigate back if you, if you are noticing that, or how can you even do it before you get on the boat and that way you're equipped and you're both charting towards the same, you know, destination and such, but I imagine that's what the book kind of breaks down. Is that correct? It is correct. And you know, you know me, I love pleasure, right? I feel like pleasures are birthright. I feel pleasure is as important as drinking water every day. Like you wouldn't go a day without fluids. Don't go a day without pleasure. So I had to use pleasure as the acronym for my nine steps. So I kind of call it the pleasures treasure chest and break it down into steps that you can do, um, you know, whether you're already, you know, a year postpartum and struggling, it's never too late to start and really start charting those rocky seas sometimes. But if you're pregnant, what a great time when you have the time to communicate and read before you're deep into all of this to really think ahead. So it can, it's, it's nine steps that can be used wherever you are. Ooh, I love that. Can we do a brief overview of those steps? Sure. Okay. I love them. So, and I have my little cheat sheet because I always forget. I'm taking notes too. (laughs) You know, so The first P makes sense. It's really preparing your roadmap for more fun and sex. And that's charting that course, right? Where do you want to be? Because I feel like you would never hop in a car or get on a train without a desired destination. So why do people do that in life? Like really setting intentions. Um, Two is losing yourself, the L in pleasure. So sometimes we're striving so hard to be the best parent that we forget ourselves in the process. So it's looking at what do we want to be a good parent, but how do we maintain ourselves? Because if we don't care for ourselves, then really we're often not the best parent we want because we're coming from a half empty cup. The E in pleasures is endings are new beginnings. And this is about your birth, that, you know, our birth is a powerful moment in time. And as you talk about so much, right, we have so many choices. And so if you're pregnant, this chapter is really going to take you into really understanding why making time and considering where and with whom and how you birth is so essential. But if you've already given birth, it's time to process that. You know, what went well? What are your takeaways? What strengths did you find and discover in yourself? What power? And if birth didn't go the way that you hoped for or desired, what still can you take away? Sometimes you dug deeper to bring your baby safely into your arms and you want to honor that process. And sometimes there's healing if birth was in some way, sadly, today, you know, people especially now might be separated, not have all the support mm-hmm. they desire, may have not felt respected. Um, there are many reasons why birth leaves us feeling less than, and that requires 
requires healing because if we allow that to fester, it can really create disconnects in ourself in many ways. Step four is appreciate your new body. And I have to say, boy, do I wish I like knew some of that because like I spent months trying to get my old body back and didn't take the time to love the body I had that brought life into the world. Yeah. Right. Do you did you feel that at times like your body after a baby? How did you feel about it? I feel like in general, and I'm grateful for a lot of the work I did beforehand to not prepare me because what's that, but to support me. And yet at times when there were things that were different or maybe took a little bit longer than I would have thought they would, you know, I found myself a little confused by that and, and making meaning out of that, you know? And so there are, there are definite minefields that you can get into, uh, even when you have a powerful kind of perspective and you do have support and you do have community. it's no one's immune to it. So, um, certainly, you know, like this should fit by now, or I should be able to do this movement. You know, I'm very active. So as I was getting back into my routine and and normal things, this isn't the way that I remember it. So kind of judging or having some sort of thing that, that it could be the same as I remember it and it might not ever be that way. And so uh, I think we could all use extra tools or examples of ways to embrace that. Yeah, I I just think it's so important. And as we move deeper into sexuality, right, body image is a huge part of being able to fully embrace your sexuality. So that's a big chapter. The S is sensuality, ignite your senses, right? What we see, what we hear, what we take, what we feel, what we smell. I mean, every sense is essential that we consider how do we turn them on? And I actually love, I've been a yogini for like, since I was a kid, I was blessed that my mother started me on yoga by the time I was eight or nine. But I ended up years ago finding journey dance, which is yoga movement kind of out of five rhythms. And so this chapter, I even take people through movement and dance and how we can express our feelings. We have to feel it to heal it, right? And how can we move through that on multiple layers and just really embrace all our emotions and also dance the elements of earth, air, fire, water. So that's a fun one for me. Um, I love that aspect. The U is understanding that sex begins between your ears. It's a whole chapter on communication. And this for me, wow, right? Like learning Mm -hmm. to communicate what our needs and desires are really seeing and hearing each other as partners. Um, What's our love language? Just so many ways, right? I mean, communication, at least for me, was a big piece of, all of these were big pieces of what fell apart early on, but boy, do I wish I had better communication skills at that time. Mm. I love that. Just to say for a moment that it begins between the ears, you know, you think about the mental, emotional connection. And, you know, we talk about in this house, you know, sex begins at times a day before we're actually engaging physically. You know, it's the, it's the emotional foreplay. It's the laying the groundwork. It's the making deposits into each other's love tanks. And that way, when we are 
together and you do find that time, especially as parents, you know, when you carve out that time or when you do happen to get that time that, uh, you're not playing kind of mental catch up with what your body's doing. Cause I feel like, especially for women, the way that we birth, you know, some of those boxes to be checked off that we feel secure, that we feel safe, that we feel honored. And sometimes that doesn't just flip on when you've been taking care of children all day or when you've been growing a human all day, you know, sometimes that isn't a very quick, um, you know, heat up, we need to preheat. <laughs> so I, I love that. And I love that preheat. That's yes. so true, right? Mm-hmm. We really have to preheat. And I even love that for a lot of people, foreplay can be doing the dishes, right? Like oh, you have yeah. whole different levels of foreplay when you're a parent yeah. of feeling your needs are met. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, communication is so important. And for those that are listening that are pregnant, like this is an area where I think in pregnancy, we should spend a whole lot more time because if you develop that skills in pregnancy, then you're going to have so much ahead of the game postpartum. So many people, because relationships might be newer or you didn't have as many stressors as new children bring, you were able to survive with minimal communication skills and feel like you're doing well. But when children come into the mix, that's when the breakdown happens if you don't have a pretty good toolkit and a way of expressing that. That is well said. They are magnifiers of everything. You can't hide anything under the rug when they enter the scene. (laughs) Totally, right? And yet, good sex in the midst of all of that is so healing, right? It's so connecting. It's so important for relationships. So being able to kind of carve that out and have a day of warm up, right? Really great. Step seven, the R in pleasures is ritual daily pleasures to change your life. And this is, as I mentioned before, like drinking water. If you need to have, you know, eight glasses of water a day, then you better have at least three to five pleasures. And these can be very short, especially as new parents. It might be a minute or two or three that you can weave in. So you're always remembering to get yourself into that good hormonal state. And in your worst and challenging days, you need your pleasures more, not less. Like that's not something you give up just like you don't give up water because you're having a bad day. So really important chapter on helping you find that. The E, step eight, is energize your sexuality. Secrets to unlock your creative energy. And this chapter is all about all the different ways and paths to orgasm, all about the clitoris and the 8,000 nerve endings and how are you stimulating them. So this is our deeper pleasures, our longer pleasures, and it's really a deep dive. And oh my goodness, the stories that came in of the people that really started having the best sex of their life after having a baby, they're woven in here. And so a lot of resources too, because I've been surprised in this work on how many people either never have an orgasm, rarely have an orgasm, or only have one type ever of orgasm and don't know all the others. What would you say about that? Are you hearing that from people too? Oh, yes. And in my coaching, I work with mamas and I've heard it all across the spectrum from having had children, multiple children, and still 
never had a physical as they would relate to it orgasm. And, you know, it's just fascinating. And to think about, well, of course they're shut down. And of course there's all these layers added on and, and you're having challenges connecting with yourself and with your partner, because especially if orgasm is the, um, goal and kind of the objective, which I think we're kind of trained to believe. And especially, you know, as a confidence builder to our partners, that that's the whole reason that they're there. I mean, there's so many layers to this. So when that is seemingly off the table, then, why even, what's the point of this thing? What does it give back to me? What does it do for my partner? You know, we can just have a relationship that doesn't have that as a part of it. We can make babies when that time comes, but other than that, you know, and so then there's this kind of throwing in the towel and this thing of rejecting pleasure, you know, that it's not for me. And yeah. And I think there's so much pressure we put on ourselves too to have one type of orgasm, the way that, you know, society or culture or the adult film industry puts it out there. And just all of that programming has, uh, you know, put that pressure on us when instead we can take in information and then have it be your own, you know, have it be your own version of, of what that is. But I have heard many a story of completely anorgasmic, or like you said, it's just one kind if it ever does show up. And it's, uh, it, it breaks my heart a little bit when I have those conversations. And yet, knowing what I know, I, I see that there's opportunity to grow from that. So as long as there's the willingness to move beyond that and, and experience that healing, then then I'm excited. Then it can be an exciting challenge rather than this problem that we just have to settle for. Yeah. And well said, I really like how you put that forth because that's why it's been building to step eight, right? Is we're doing that healing, that clearing, that connecting, working on so many different levels. And like you said, the porn industry, our beliefs, our values, there's a deep dive in here to look at what is that? What, what is holding us back? Healing for survivors. Um, there's many elements that are embedded into the prior steps to bring us here and then have that hopefully space where we can really expand into it in a way that feels comfortable. And sometimes that's ourselves in masturbation, not feeling that there's, this is about pleasing anyone else, but really finding that in yourself. So yeah, I'm so glad you're doing that work too and talking to people because I feel that uncovering those blocks Our sexuality is so much our creative energy that manifests in many ways in our lives. And where on one level you can say, okay, it's just sex. I'm going to, you know, it's okay. I'm going to accept it to be somewhat blocked. You don't realize it, but you're blocking it at creative energy that manifests in so many other ways. And when we can look at what do we need to heal? What do we need to unlock um, in ourselves? It can expand us in so many beautiful ways. Oh, oh, goosebumps. (laughs) And our last, the S in the pleasures is sexy wild woman. Celebrate the new you because we hope that by the time you've done this feeling to heal it and really move through these steps of body, mind, and spirit and past and culture and traditions. And um, really we have examples all along the way to journal the process that you've to find for yourself. Who are you? How does this new sexuality or expanded sexuality 
feel for you. And this is the time to create your wild, sexy dance and really bring these steps into your life, knowing that this is not an ending. This is a beginning. Um, these pleasure tools, I call it the pleasure treasure chest that you will have created for yourself. We're all unique. Our path there is going to be different. The ways that we're going to use these steps are going to be different. And then you're really ready when time comes to revisit where you need to revisit and to keep expanding into this way for yourself. And I hope as partners that what I'm hearing from people is their relationships just are so much more deeply connected in ways that these pleasures allow you to parent in your best self because you are parenting in a way that feels whole. And everyone wins when you do this work, this healing, you know, however you kind of want to relate to it, that everyone wins. And to your point of the sexual energy being creative life force energy and how that can really play out in every aspect of your life, I think it it just takes the willingness to recode how we look at sexuality and that, you know, we we've kind of put it in this box of it's just in that bedroom between the two people and that's what it is when when you said sensuality, activating your senses, when you just start opening up and seeing how this is an expansive experience beyond a bedroom, then you can use your sexuality to mother, to parent, to show up in the office. You know, that's your sexual energy in play and just in different levels. That doesn't mean you're showing up in the office sexually explicit, you know, or anything, or, you know, you're, but, but to just, it just takes that kind of reprogramming and that rewiring. And it, it took that for me, you know, a, a decade plus, I mean, probably three decades, but when I've been more intentional about it over the past 10, you know, it's just, um, 10 years that is it's seeing that and seeing that it's just like any other energy or fuel, you know, I eat well and drink well to be able to move my body the way that I do. So I activate my sexual energy so that I can show up physically, emotionally, spiritually, the way that I do for everyone, you know, and, and everyone wins. Um, you talked about the partner and I wanted to bring that up for a moment in just how this in addition to the nine steps and the book as a whole and sex after baby as a whole, how the partner can be empowered through this process. I imagine, I mean, there could be many ways to it. I imagine one scenario, you know, the, the birthing parent or the mother woman goes through this process and then is able to kind of bring it back to the partner and share it and feel empowered to bring it in a, in a clear open way. But then I'm sure partner can get in on this too and be reading along and taking their own notes. Yeah. Right. And I'm so glad you brought that up because yes, I think that we laid this out. So it's really, it does focus at times on the birthing person, but it's with tools to communicate with that partner. So, mm. and there are exercises that partners are really invited to engage with. And I often say like, have them do like 90% of this is really valid for them. And if you have a partner that'll do this with you, how beautiful to be able to be dialoguing that. And we do one exercise that comes to mind right away. There's a lot of like to do's in here, right? And one, especially when we go to body image is for you, the birthing person to write a letter to your body or to state out loud Beautiful. how you feel about your body. And then the second part of that exercise is to ask your partner to do that. And I have to say, we 
had a pilot of our new class that's coming out and the people that were in the pilot, they had their partners write a letter to them about how the partner felt about their body. Oh my goodness, not a dry eye in the house. I believe it. Oh, and really what that was for, for women, like, especially we learned that we're so much more critical of ourselves than our partners are. And where we were feeling like, oh, that's a little bump or a lump yeah. or full, or the partner was like that beautiful softness and it expanded and like every partner's words that flowed. And these were not partners that were typically writers or even some of the people said, like, my partner's never even expressive. Like, I couldn't believe what came up when my partner wrote this. So the partners are really engaged and being invited to come along. And what you learn by asking your partner these things, oh, my goodness, did they have great sex after that? <laughs> Oof. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is class over? Can we, can we go? <laughs> wow. Oh, I love that. I love that. Yeah. And bring them along in the journey because they're in it too. They were a part of this process and this creation. And I imagine in supporting their, their, the woman, the partner, of course, but then the gems that they can get for themselves in terms of healing sexuality, that their sexuality is creative life force energy too, even though they're not holding and carrying a baby, that they're a part of that and ways that they can bring that to the table and ways that they can heal, you know, disempowering stuff that they've had around sexuality being programmed as, as men over the years. Uh, oof. Yes, definitely. And especially you mentioned earlier, porn. Yeah. So are many different things that are influencing them and to have these intimate discussions I'm again always surprised not so many people and I that was me back years ago are not expressing their needs and the mm -hmm. partners want to know our needs but when you're not expressing it they also feel at a loss so when we can engage everyone to have open discussions about mm -hmm how we feel, what we desire, what turns us on, what we we need. Partners, um, my experience has been in this, have been really, really craving to know this and understand and share their own feelings and their needs as well and be heard. Mm -hmm. One other thing I wanted to ask about, because it's come up before in the show and we've had uh, listeners as well as guests talk about uh, trauma and sexual trauma and how that plays in the journey and experience of pregnancy, birth, and then beyond. And I know there's, there's not one way to approach it and there's not one thing about it and everyone's journey is different, but I was just curious if you could share if there are parts of the book that touch on any of that specifically, and then, you know, where for that person approaching this, you know, where they could maybe put their focus or their energy, you know, coming into this and, and also understanding what they've experienced and what they might be carrying. Yeah, and such an important consideration when we consider how many people have our survivors of sexual yeah. abuse, emotional, physical, and we definitely talk about this in the book and the meeting showed this even more, right? Our numbers are higher than we even were documenting um, years ago. So I think, as you said, this is a place where 
obviously the sooner you can work on healing, the better, because birth can either be a moment of reclaiming an immense healing for a survivor of sexual abuse, or mm-hmm. sadly, it can be a re-traumatization. Sure. And it's really important. I always say, for anyone that's pregnant, a book that I love from Penny Simpkin and Phyllis Klaus is When Survivors Give Birth. Um, And even if people have done some healing, sometimes it's like layers, like an onion, and there's always another layer to go deeper. So I find that's a great book. And there are also some wonderful websites. One that I recommend is called Patch. um, And that's for people that have had traumatic births, but they're also resources for survivors, patch, P-A-T-T-C-H dot org. So in our book, we definitely have a whole resource section because that's not my expertise, but I provide access. And we also talk about this as a time before you move on to take that pause. And it may be to engage with a a therapist, a counselor, someone that can work with you one-on-one in that healing. But I've had great experience working with survivors, especially in pregnancy with the resources and tools and maybe a good therapist here and there that preparing for birth in a whole way. And as you know, in our documentary, Orgasmic Birth, we would have never, I would have never created that film without adding a survivor's story. And Helen in our film, just bless her for being so willing to share her story of abuse multiple times. And then her birth being this healing moment of fully like reclaiming her body for the first time. And I've had many people write me letters after good pregnancy preparation that birth kind of healed more than years of therapy by really reclaiming their body in an honoring, safe, private, respectful way in birth. So we do go into this in the book for those that are pregnant. That would be my emphasis. Let's really do good pregnancy preparation. But if you are postpartum, there are still many resources. Um, And it's never too late to heal. We were designed to heal and love heals. So we really hope that in taking this journey with your pleasures and learning to love yourself, you'll shine a light into all those places that need more healing. Wow. I feel, so I have a full page of notes and I've just been, I have arrows and I have, oh my gosh, this whole page is, is just a piece of work. But I just feel like I've been in a masterclass for the past 30 minutes from the pleasures to everything in between and how we filled in some of the, and fleshed them out. This is, this is so powerful. Um, I'm so excited to dive into ultimate guide to sex after baby and to share it with others. And you mentioned a class as well. I mean, this whole thing in itself is a class, but you mentioned a specific class. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. So I'm so excited about this because we did the pilot and, you know, you always are like, how is this going to go? It was so much more than I imagined. And I like 
enjoyed it so much more than I could have imagined. So it's like pleasure magnified. But what it is, is nine weeks together and it's live. So you've got to show up, right? I felt like we can't record these things and listen later. It's like really being there. So it's limited to 20 people at a time. It's a small group coming in and we go through these nine pleasures and we go through activities and you get a journal on top of my book, a pleasures journal. And we really dive deep into each of these issues and are there to kind of mirror and listen and hear each other and learn from each other. And I bring in extra special guest teachers. And at the end of nine weeks, the group has really transformed. I mean, the things that happened in people's lives. And as we talked about, sexuality is the root of creative energy and manifesting in many ways. So not only did everyone start having like off the charts, great intimacy connection, and love and sex with their partners, but then they couldn't believe the number of other things in their lives that started to manifest. So I'm really excited. People can get on the wait list right now um, off of our website, orgasmicbirth.com. There's a whole pull down tab where you can find the book, The Ultimate Guide to Sex After Baby, and also join the wait list. We will be announcing the class. Probably we're setting the date now, probably mid-September, and the class will begin in October and run for nine weeks and then you're a forever part of this community we're looking at ways of staying connected beyond that in other ways I love it oh my gosh I'm so excited and I'm so excited to hear you know after this next round of it even more magic that comes out of it and what just with all that creative juice flowing, not only in the participants, but for you and what will come next for you and orgasmic birth as a whole. And as a community, I'm just, I'm watching, I'm here and I am, I am watching, I am committed. So it's just amazing. Yes. The seed of what's next just to help. Yes. Yes. I am literally right now starting the script on another film. So I need all your like intention and we're trying to, you know, when you're right, when you're manifesting, right, it's like a little over here and a little over there. And I'm trying to see where it's going to come together. But my heart is telling me it's going to be a deeper dive into looking at sexuality in the many, many ways that that is a part of our life, not only in pregnancy, birth and postpartum, of course, which is a passion of mine, but also through the life cycle. Yeah. Okay. And so it is. It's going to be fantastic. However it unfolds. Right. And there's so many possibilities and what you're thinking right now, it's going to be even greater than what you're thinking. And it, it, you know, Oh, I love it. Thank you for sharing that. I really appreciate that. And just all of your time and energy and the whole orgasmic birth team and what you're doing. So I'm going to put links to any and everywhere that everyone can connect with you, orgasmic birth, the book, the class, et cetera. And to just stay in tune, you know, sign up for your email list. I get your emails and I'm like, what's going on now? So I love it. So everyone can stay plugged in. And just, you are, you are a light worker. You are a healer and manifester. And I'm just so grateful to know you and to have you in this space. And I can't wait to do this again and talk about whatever else is going on in the orgasmic, orgasmic birth world. So thank you, Deborah. 
Oh, thank you, Sarah. And to everyone that's here, your space, right, is so inspiring, so informative. Our stories really are essential to birth forward our wisdom to so many. So I thank you. And I wish everyone who's pregnant, I wish you a pleasurable orgasmic birth. Quick note about the Doing It at Home podcast. Matthew and I are not doctors or medical professionals, and nothing we say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. If you have medical or health-related questions, please take them to a trained professional. We're here simply to entertain you with stories and conversations about pregnancy, birth, and parenthood. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad-approved? Datages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgins. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Datages. That's D A D A G E S, wherever you listen to your podcasts. <laughs>